is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airways. I don't know why I have talk back right now, but I do. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Try to figure this out as I'm talking. Mark's here with me. Well, well yeah, yeah. Am, I am I supposed to take over for you? Am I a train talk there show host? There we go. Okay, it's great. gone now. That's much Darn better. Darn board op over there in <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> Our board ops are very talented, and uh, 99% of the time, they're right on the ball. Who can be? Who can't can be right every time? Yeah. No, you can't. All right, so 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the show. Coming up tonight, China ripoff products. We go in depth. We go in detail into the seedy world of the China clone products. It's absolutely We're going fascinating. In depth. What do we know about China besides Chinese food? Well, we don't know anything, but okay. uh, popular science does, or popsci.com. We'll get to that. But first, your phone calls are what the show's about. So we go to the phones and talk to Keith in Pennsylvania. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello there. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I have caller constipation. And, what does uh, that mean? I I have uh, I keep coming up with topics and uh, chicken out, so huh. I finally called in with one. Okay. So I wanted to talk about how to pick up chicks. Okay. And I figured that was a good Friday night uh, topic. It absolutely is. Yeah. People, people would be, people want to put this uh, information to use tonight. So this is new to me. Maybe I lived a sheltered life, but have you ever heard of the mystery method? The mystery? I, I haven't heard the name. The mystery I, method is is a handbook on how to pick up chicks. It's how to become a pickup artist. Uh huh. Okay. Now, now I'm a, I'm a happily married man, and my wife uh, indulges my 13 year old inner child. So I get to talk about this without actually acting on it. Yeah, but, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. Susan's going to have a, a real problem with that. Yeah, she's going to kick my butt. But it's it's hilarious. You got to check it out. Uh, Stan from Texas called the other week, and he was talking about lo- neuro linguistic programming. Uh-huh. And I had like three links into Wikipedia. I got to the mystery method, and it, it's it's the Venusian arts. Uh, Venus is the Roman god of love. Oh, I was gonna, I was wondering if it was coming from the planet Venus. Yeah, yeah, it's like the marsh the martial arts. Uh huh. And it's Bruce Lee is to the martial arts what. Uh, mystery, that's the guy's name, is to the Venusian arts. Okay. But it, it goes into how to, how to neg a girl. So you, uh, you want to lower her value in comparison to you, and then you want to increase your value with, with things called DHVs, displays of higher value. And um, you, you watch for indicators of interest. And you use Kino. There's all these, there's, there's this whole vocabulary and all this lingo in how to manipulate women into, um, you know, having a relationship with you. And I, I just think mm-hmm. it's fascinating if it's really true, because the kicker is you can, you can spend three to $5,000 to take this man's seminar, and he will <laughs> teach you all about it. Uh-huh. It's awesome. But anyway. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now you have three to $5,000 is not awesome. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good deal to me. <laughs> it's about as far from awesome as you no. can get. But, I don't know if you. I, I mean, if you. Genius. Well, a marketing genius. He may be a marketing genius, but if you are someone who thinks that you have yeah, to manipulate can, a woman to get into a relationship, I think you need to start over. I think he was using relationship as code for picking up. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right. But he's he's a marketing genius because he can sell a seminar on how to pick up women for three to five thousand dollars. Right, for three pop. to five thousand dollars, you can just go and buy some women for yourself. <laughs> I mean, but but as Bruce Lee is to the martial arts, mystery is to the Venusian arts. Well, tell us some of these Venusian arts. <laughs> yeah, you got to give us a real example here. Of, all, right, uh, all, right, all right, so. So there's a thing called a set, okay? So you walk into a bar, and I've always been awkward in these situations, but you walk into a bar, and there's two girls together, that's called a two-set. Or there's three girls together, that's a three-set. Or there's girls and guys together, that's a mixed set. 
I'm, I'm beginning to see a pattern. Method, yeah, there's different methods in how to approach a set and, and what lines to use and what stories to tell and um, how, how to use body language to, um, you, you know, to look like they're trying to pick you up. And, and, you, and the idea is to keep, keep in mind how the rest of the room thinks of you because what you're going to do as a pickup artist is you're going to go from one set to the next and you're going to hone your methods and, and, and use these different things. So uh, there's indicators of interest. That's when a girl you know, says something or touches your arm or does something to indicate she's interested in you. Mm-hmm. And there's indicators of disinterest. And there's, I get you know, those there's, a whole lot. Chap- there's whole chapters on this stuff. And, and once you get an indicator of interest, one of the things you do initially is you use a neg, which is a negative, and you give her some kind of like underhanded comment, kind of like if you're her Ugh. bratty older brother, you know? Terrible. And, yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's supposed to engage her emotions so that she, you know, what you're trying to do is give, is give her a range of, exp- of emotion uh, in the experience so that you make an impression on her, you know? So, so anyway, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert, but... Does he, does he suggest hilarious. pulling her hair? <laughs> yeah, well, that would be called Kino, um, and that that's tied in with neuro linguistic programming that Sam from Texas is talking about. Okay. So, so Kino is like you, you offer to thumb wrestle her. What you're trying to do is build up. Um, you're trying to build up uh, her being comfortable with touching you. So you use palm reading, yeah, or thumb sense. wrestling, or you and you and you gradually build up. Now, well, hold many? on a second. When would the thumb wrestling come into play? Because you can't just walk up to a girl and offer a thumb wrestling. Hey, I'm a thumb so, wrestling expert. Want to wrestle? There, there's a whole online community on how on routines that you can you know that you can practice and get good at on how to build you know how to build a set from uh, you know from from the initially meeting them until you know their objective is sex. But you know that that's the, the gamut. My of, objective uh, is thumb wrestling at this point. <laughs> I want to go to a bar and just thumb wrestle some chicks. Yeah. So I, I, well, I th- one of the things I don't know about all the terminology, the sort of the culty sounding uh, terms. Oh, it's, totally, and, it's totally cultish. Yeah, I, I don't know about all that, but I do like the idea of practice makes perfect. That much I can agree with. You well, go in and you yeah. practice it, and then you'll get more and more comfortable with whatever the techniques are that you've chosen to use. Right. The more and you mystery, practice, the better you'll be. Mystery calls that calibration. You're calibrating. <laughs> so do you start out with something easy, like just getting them to thumb wrestle you? You just go into a bar, yeah, see yeah. how many thumb wrestling um, you know, sessions you can get, and then you work your way on up to this uh, uh, cheap, meaningless sex that you're uh, purveying exactly. here? Exactly. And Mark, it's not about the phone number. It's about, it's about you know, the lay is, is what the idea is. Gotcha. And you, and you get the phone number, and what that initiates a time bridge. And a time bridge means that you're going to set it up <laughs> so that, that you're going to continue. It takes seven hours of comfort building, seven hours of the comfort building stage to have a woman, uh, you know, prepared to... Prepared. She's right. prepped. Okay. And, then, and then there's also something called the last minute resistance, which is her having second thoughts or doubts at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And there's techniques on overcoming last minute resistance. It is so funny. It, it's the funniest thing that I've ever seen. It, it anyway. doesn't sound like it doesn't <laughs> sound like an entirely terrible method. It's comp- well. I guess it, it is if you're a creep, but, yeah, but it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible to use <laughs> some of the terminology. Like hearing it sounds terrible, but it it sounds like it may work. I guess. Yeah, is, uh, I, I think it might actually work. But uh, oh, and you have like props. Like you might have a funny hat or you know a cool hat. You know something. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I recommend staying away from uh, funny hats funny if hat, you're yeah. trying to get laid. Yeah. Or, or or a necklace. <laughs> so like you you and what you do is you use it. It's called a lock-in prop. You take your necklace and you hand it to the girl and you leave it with her and that way. If you're 
you know, off doing something else, she has to come and give it back to you. So there's like, that's a technique. It better not be a very expensive Yeah, it better be necklace. a cheap necklace. Yeah, yeah it better exactly. be a cheap necklace. Yeah, anyway, get one of those so little uh, shell necklaces. So who's so Mark, this scammer that, uh, what's his name again? His, name, his name's Eric Von something or other. But his, <laughs> he's his, just um, called Mystery. Yeah, he's called Mystery. Okay. Now, that, now wait a minute. Now, why does he say his techniques are better than all the other pickup artists out there? What makes him so special? Because there are plenty of guys that are that'll sell you a book or or that will uh, you know get you to pay a few hundred bucks to go to a seminar. Listen, there's a whole community. There's guys trading tips and testing, field testing their routines, and and there's a whole, whole online community around this mystery guy. It's it's really funny. Um, but I think he could be a sponsor of Free Talk Live. I think Mark should probably, you know, get him on the phone and see if uh, he can afford he it. Wants to I can tell you that. <laughs> At five thousand bucks for a, for a seminar, he's probably got enough money. Yeah. So I was hoping Julie was on, but I, 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 don't, um, I don't hear her voice. So. No, I'm sorry, not she's tonight. not. But uh, she might <laughs> stop in later if we can convince her to. Yeah, anyway. get a comment on that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you bringing that up. Excellent. I mean, we don't really have uh, as many personal topics come up on the show as used to, and it's always nice to hear them again. When that one comes up, uh, specifically what he brought up, though, meeting women in bars and manipulating them into bed with you, I just, I just can't relate. You know, I, I'm glad you're here for that, Mark, because you've oh, actually wow. attempted I'm that. The, I'm the in bed manipulator. <laughs> How did that happen? How did I get that title? <laughs> You know, I've, you have I've, picked up women in bars before. I have, um, well, but they picked me up. Uh-huh. I, 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 How does I'm, that work? I'm a beautiful man. That's true. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You just have to beat them off with a stick whenever you go into a bar, right? You think it's you think it's not the case? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. How about the one where you stand outside at closing time and then offer women rides? How about that one? More <laughs> <laughs> coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. What are your tips? This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Oh, wait, that's not right. Uh, Yes, so go to freetalklive.com where you can grab archives. We've got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience do enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live and expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to John in Indiana listening on WIMS. Hello, John. Hey there. Hey, hey, you know, mind? the whole time that this guy's talking about that, you know, that mental picture I had was nope. uh, Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd being two wild, wild and crazy, crazy guys, guys with, like, <laughs> chairs on their faces. <laughs> and uh, plaid suits and the whole business. Yeah, baby. So do you have any experience in what he was talking about? You know what? Uh, no, I'm just a regular person, not uh, not not someone like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I had daughters, I think I would have them check out that website just to kind of inoculate them against some of the lounge lizards. You know what <laughs> That's I mean? a good idea. Yeah, yeah, so they know what to look for. <laughs> Be on the alert. Exactly. Exactly. Now, hey, man, good show. It's a funny topic. Yeah, have you ever gone into bars and actually tried any of that? How do you how do you go about meeting women? I mean, presuming I've you... been married since I've been nineteen. Oh, really? How did you meet your uh, your wife? Uh, you know, since I used school. to look at her getting on the school bus when we were both in high school. Mm-hmm. 
That was it. There you go. So you struck up a conversation on the school bus? Watching them from behind. Uh, she remembered the way I used to look at her. So it was after high school that she met you for the relationship? No, no, no. We we knew each other and everything. And then after we got out of high school, we got married. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's nice when it works easy like that, huh? Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's like, uh, you know, I I just can't relate, Mark. I've never gone to a bar for the purposes of picking up women. I've never really been interested in that activity. I find it fascinating that that's what some guys uh, feel is the, the way to a... I guess it's not really a way to a relationship, is it? No, it's they're, a way they're to, really not looking for that. It's a way to sex. Yeah. Think about how much easier this would be if if we could just have re-legalized prostitution. I mean, it would completely eliminate all of this uh, hand-wringing and worrying about, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to pick up women? I need to go to this course and spend hundreds of dollars and read books and educate myself. You could just pick up the phone and dial a few digits and... Actually, you you can still do that today if you know the right escort services to call, I guess, right? Yeah, I would say that uh, it, we pretty much do have legalized prostitution. The problem is, is that it's just dangerous because it's black market. That's true. We don't have legalized prostitution. We have prostitution, um, and with these escort services, there's just so many of them, they can't do anything about it. I think that if we actually had re-legal, if, if we had legalized prostitution in this country, then the people that would normally be meeting in bars and going home and having sex with one another, that would be happening less... Those people would be, uh, many of those guys would just be hiring prostitutes, and therefore, they might actually end up with less chance of contracting a sexually transmitted disease. I mean, think about it. If you're at a bar trying to pick up women, you are probably not necessarily going to be encountering women that are, well, I mean, or men. I mean, I'm sure it works both ways to some extent, but you probably aren't going to be encountering potential partners that are going to be really upfront and honest with you about what they might be carrying around. I'm an astronaut. Yeah, well, what they might be carrying around in their crotch region, as far as STDs are concerned. Whereas in the legitimate prostitution market, women have to compete on the basis of cleanliness. That's one of the things. You go and go to Nevada and look at the the, the brothels that are there. They are certified. They've got a, a like a seal of approval on these girls. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a gynecologist that comes in there. I think some of them on a weekly, if not more often, basis, and is is certifying these girls as clean. Now it's not. It's probably not a guarantee because if one of them picks up a disease within that short time frame, then you might be able to catch it. Um, Certainly improves your chances. But yeah, definitely is uh, is a lot safer when prostitution's available on the legitimate market, and then you don't have to go in and there's no. There's no, there's no what ifs, you know. There's no, oh, do I have to, how much money do I have to drop on drinks for this girl in order to, to uh, get her home with me, mm. and then you know spend all that money because I, I, I've heard the stories, right? You go in, guys, they spend all this money at the bar, and then at the end of the night, the girl goes home by herself, right? Well, you know, there's still guys that go out and uh, hunt deer for meat, right? That's true. And lots, but most guys go out and buy hamburgers. So it would be for the sport of it, you're saying? Yeah, there'd still be, a, I'd, I'd say, a level of that. Because people just, you know, those guys would still just want to manipulate women. Yeah, that's true. I and there'd how... be women out there who would want to do the same thing, by the way. But, but I wonder how that would change things, though. I mean, if there were less guys going into the bars, how would that affect... I mean, I'm not very f- familiar with the bar situation at all, but if, let's say, 50% of the guys that are normally sh- hunting around bars for women drop out and they go and use the legitimate prostitution market, you've got less guys, maybe the same amount of women in the bar... You're talking do? about a world so different from yeah. our own. I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that peop, uh, people would still be looking to uh, hook up anyway, just 
I don't know, because they're alcohol and there's other people around. Hmm. Um, to some extent, I, I, I can't tell you exactly what would happen. And something else that I just don't understand about all that, I mean, I guess it's just guys with a different mentality, more sexually driven than I am. I don't really know. But it just doesn't seem to me that that uh, one-time, one-night stands are really going to be the best sex. It seems to me that if you have a partner and you get to know that partner and you get into practice with that partner, you really get to feel out how things work better instead of just that one time, is it good or is it not good, and then that's, that's it and that's all. I had a friend who had, uh, at, the time, at, the, at the last time I checked with him, it's been years, um, it, he had had sex, so he claimed, and I, I lived with him, I kind of believe him, mm-hmm. um, with 300 women. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and... What do you think about that? (laughs) That seems like a lot. Do you not find it impressive in any way? I don't find it impressive. It seems dangerous to me. I can tell you a lot of guys find that impressive. I I can understand how those guys would would think. I'm sure that he used uh, condoms on at least a semi-regular basis. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phone calls. You can bring up anything. Mark in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Mark? Uh, Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, well, first off, I just want to start off by saying, you know, I love you guys' show, and you guys are great. I love yeah, all right, all right. What, what, what was the, uh, oh, you know, I've, it's been so long since you guys have called, I forgot the name of your little club. EVB? EVB, that's right, EVB. Yep, yep. Um, well, uh, you guys are talking about going to bars and, you know, picking up women, and I had a pretty funny experience once when I, when I went to a bar. Um, Tell me about it. Well, I, I started, I went there, and, uh. I approached this young lady. She was maybe about like maybe you know twenty three, twenty four. Right, and you and, had uh, your fake ID because you're nineteen. Yep, and uh, <laughs> you know I was in there. You know things were going pretty well for me. She uh-huh. asked me if I wanted to go back to her place. I Did she? said yes, and uh, you know I, I had a quite a substantial amount of alcohol, and you know I was don't really remember that much from the events leading up to the morning after. And I woke up, and I was laying next to a seven-foot-tall black man, and it hurt to stand up. Good story. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I don't think that that's the truth, but... (laughs) Better than their other crimes, I can tell you that. A friend of mine went home with a girl that he had uh, known from high school, and he sort of saw her in a bar, and, you know, they ended up going home together that evening. Yeah. And uh, he was a pretty uh, substantial alcoholic, and so I guess uh, somewhere during the middle of the night, he peed her bed. Oh, my. Isn't that fun? That... Is gross. It's hilarious. It wouldn't be funny for her, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, she didn't think it was funny. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. You never know when that person you're bringing home just might have a bed. bladder problem. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. So do enjoy those on us, including the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. See something you want to change? Change it. That's what the wiki's all about. It's uh, your user-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive for free. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? 
Well, you can check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. We started out with a call about this uh, kind of a cultish, uh, not occult, but cultish uh, tip this seminar that uh, this uh, some cat is putting on where you can go and pay thousands of dollars and he'll teach you his techniques and tricks uh, in regards to picking up women in bars. And I just have to wonder, how satisfying is this life for the guys that live it? I understand that's what they're looking for. That's what they want. And, you know, they should have what they want. And that is the life of picking up women in bars, going home with them, sleeping with them once, and then not seeing them again. I, I just don't I can un- see the allure of it. Well, yeah, well, because you're, you know, you like the idea of changing things up as far as the woman is concerned, right? Is that what you're saying? I like, I, I like things in, uh, in, you like in variety. General. I like variety in general in yeah. all all areas of my life. Yeah. See, f- for me, sex is sex. I mean, it's the old in and out, uh, feels good and everything. But I don't really see what the purpose is to changing the uh, the hairstyles and the <laughs> the the, uh, the height and and all of that. Uh, I, I understand there could be some slight, you know, there's certainly some slight differences in the body types of uh, the ladies you're talking about, but most of it is cosmetic uh, to me. So uh, maybe you can help me understand, what is the appeal of this? Is it simply the idea that you want to have more conquests as the next guy, like you said, oh, the guy before with 300 I think that women that he's uh, people, slept with? People ask about this number, you know, that how many people have you had sex with? This number has somehow um, gotten some importance somewhere in our society, and... And, uh, you know, it, 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 I, the, the guy that I, my friend who's had sex with over 300 women and probably, you know, he's probably working on even higher numbers now. It's yeah. been years since I talked to him. Uh, Mine's two. Right. Congratulations to yeah. you. I'm not going to tell you any of my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I saw some of the gals that he brought home. It, some of his pickup lines were amazing. I remember uh, we were playing pool, getting ready to go. I'm like, oh, let's go. I'm tired. I've, we got to get up early in the morning and that kind of thing. He was my roommate at the time. And uh, he's like, just a second. He walks over and finds this uh, big, giant, tall, blonde gal. And, uh, you know, she's just an ogre, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess he had been kind of checking her out earlier. And uh, he talks to her, I swear, not for 30 seconds, maybe maybe a minute. I, let's make sure I'm not exaggerating. Maybe a minute. Comes back and says, okay, let's go. And then on the way home, he tells me that he had told her that, uh, you know, given her the address and uh, told her that if she wanted to have sex, she could come on over. And sure enough, she showed up. She showed up. Wow. Yeah. Now, so, I mean, he he was uh, definitely quantity over quality guy. I can tell you that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. So if you've uh, been inside that culture, have some insight into it, perhaps you're one of those guys and you want to explain what the mentality is, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Now, was this the same guy that peed in the bed or is that a different guy? That was a different guy. Okay. <laughs> there was an addition to that story, though. You should yeah, tell it. Well, the, the friend of mine picked up a, a girl he'd known from, a, um, from high school and apparently met her at a bar and, and they ended up going home together. And um, I guess that he was extraordinarily drunk and he's working on being an alcoholic anyway. Nice. And um, somewhere during the middle of the night, he had beat her bed. And, you know, when he was relaying the story, apparently in in his uh, state of, uh, you know, half inebriation and uh, being all upset about peeing the bed, he decided to be a good idea to flush his underwear down the toilet. <laughs> I don't know where, how that all happened, but apparently the toilet jammed up. So, Oh, man. Yeah, he had a real problem. Maybe he figured out while he was drunk that he had wet himself and was in his drunken stupor, trying to figure out how to cover up the evidence. Maybe he didn't realize that the the entire bed was soaked. 
uh, and just figured he could flush the the evidence. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And you know, this this number's kind of um, you know the the number that people have. It's it's not really fair because I can't compare my number to a woman's number or a gay guy's number because it's more difficult for heterosexual guys to go out and pick up women than it is for women to go pick up uh, men. I mean, you know, if if Julie was here tonight, Julie and I could walk down the street, knock on doors, and before we got five doors down each. Um, she'd, she'd be inside. Yeah, she'd yeah. be inside having sex with somebody, and I'd be in jail. Um, you know, that's that, that's <laughs> the way that would go. You know, it's just it's that it's it's not a fair comparison. Well, gay guys, you've got two you know two males there, so they're of course their numbers are going to be higher. But do you think women compete on that aspect? I don't think they do. I I've, I've heard that women uh, you know pair their numbers down, and I've heard formulas for making an acceptable right, whereas number. Whereas guys are p- boosting theirs up, right? I mean, ah, I slept with 300. I, I would suggest that uh, perhaps women don't find it as uh, as attractive as, as your guy friends do. Your, yeah. your, your big old number, whether I it's find true it or icky. not. <laughs> like, you slept with 300 women? Whoa, I wouldn't want to sleep with... If I were a woman, I would not want to sleep with that guy. I, I, don't I s- doubt he's telling the women that, though, when he's uh, picking them up. I do, however, uh, was out with, uh, I, I was out with a, a girl that I was dating at the time and, and her friend, and uh, upon getting this information, like, I was drunk, very drunk, and I'm just like, oh, my friend, you know, his name, yeah. and um, my friend has had sex with 300 women. <laughs> sure enough, within five minutes, her friend was sitting on his lap. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, now, now you can't draw any conclusions. All women are different. Please don't oh, think yeah. they're the same. Of course. Uh, everybody's different, Mark. I mean, that's what we were talking about here. Right. Like, my motivations well, sexually are completely different from these 300 guys. This, uh, the, the guy's course with the neuro-linguistic programming, maybe that, you know, find, it finds the, uh, some of the things that are just true about humans and works on those. I don't know. I, I, I liked some of the things they said as far as it working. Um, but, you know. I, Buy a I would, book. Yeah. <laughs> well. Fifteen bucks. Just because it's a system. Some systems are going to work better are, than others. There are books out there that will teach you systems, too, and they're a lot cheaper than a $3,000 course. Anyway, Mark, you've got a sort of a related story about yeah, how, a little more class. how <laughs> to uh, what talk to strangers if you're shy? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's uh, a shy person's guide to talking to strangers, yes. Okay. I'd like to hear about that. One of the easiest ways to improve your networking ability and invigorate your social life is to develop the skill of talking to strangers. Absolutely. We're trained as children to fear strangers. Which is good for safety reasons, but most people carry this fear into adulthood. Yeah, Actually, absolutely. If you, you know, just as an aside, it's not always good. There is a, there was a story about the lost Boy Scout. You remember that story where he was out in the middle of the woods and people were on the hunt looking for him. All kinds of volunteers were scattered about the area looking for him, mm-hmm. and he was close to at least one of the volunteers that was out there calling his name, looking for him. But because he'd been taught to not talk to strangers, he avoided the volunteer as a result of that. So that hard and fast rule about kids don't talk to strangers, sometimes it could put your kids in a little bit more danger if a situation like that arises. Yeah, and I I, I don't know what I think. This whole not talking to strangers thing, is it it really does seem to prepare adults for a fearful life. And I don't like that yeah. part. And we're inundated with uh, news on the TV of this. Oh my God! You'd think that the 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 streets are just uh, lousy with uh, sexual predators all yeah. over the place with their you know their beat up vans with free candy written on the side. Mm. And I I have to say that it's just not so. No. But then again, if it happens to you and your kid, man, how do you feel? So it's 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 a difficult scenario. There's got to be a better situation or a better solution than that. In fact, you're going to be having a baby soon, Mark, so mm-hmm. this is something you might have to take a look at. Um, perhaps parents could call in with how they 
help educate their kids on dealing with people that they don't know because don't talk to them isn't always necessarily the best answer for every situation. So I'd be interested to hear how parents are handling that. Well, um, yeah, I, I imagine they that's just an aside. Tell them to be in groups. <laughs> Let's continue. Let's see. Most people carry this fear into adulthood, where it does more harm than good. It becomes a constant on the number of people that you can uh, a constraint, excuse me, on the number of people you can meet and interact with. You get stuck in a box, only open to creating new relationships through people you already know. If you already um, know a lot of people, this can work all right, but it limits you to meeting people who are generally like you. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, a new to an area and don't have many friends, the fear of talking to strangers is absolutely crippling. There's more to this. Oh yeah, I want to get into it here uh, because this is something that that, that I have struggled with uh, as a, as a natural introvert. Uh, this is something I've had to practice at, and honestly, I'm still not very good at it. Oh yeah, you are. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not very good. I'm better on the phone than I am in person. But we'll I've come seen back. you. I've seen you at conventions. Come back with more here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Sankel CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you buy some stuff at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. 41 categories to shop in, lots of products to buy, and the brands you trust with uh, great prices and great free Super Saver shipping deals on a whole bunch of items. Get the deals and get your products that you need. Amazon.freetalklive.com. You'll be satisfied and... So will we, because we get a percentage. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Mark, we continue um, your story here about how shy people, introverted folks, can try to, can work on coming out of their shell, can uh, can introduce themselves and and meet new people, right? Yeah, it's it, it's it seems like a, a thing that people would need. I can tell you, this is useful. It's going to be useful. I know it. Even as a salesperson who uh, goes out and meets people on a on a regular basis, yeah. I used to do that a lot more in my job, but I call them on the phone now. And, I, you know, I can find in social situations when I don't really have a purpose to go up and meet the person, mm-hmm. or at least a purpose that I can share with them, um, <laughs> the, uh, that I, I just, I'm, I'm not as quite as comfortable um, going up and talking to people. You and I have been to uh, conventions, radio conventions, yeah. where we want to talk to uh, program directors, of which there are some in the crowds that where we go, about a radio show and possibly get them to carry it. You know, I... And obviously, that's not. Uh, it's it's something that you. Yeah, it's difficult to go up and just say, "Hey, you're program director. I like you. I want to talk to you about my show." You know that it doesn't really work. So you got to kind of work your way in. Whereas, you know, when I, you probably went up and met more people than I have at these uh, events, and maybe. Just, I don't know. It was like the first year I, is when I really made an effort to go out of my way mm-hmm. to, to meet people. But even then, I knew that the, it would be asinine for me to just start talking about my show. You don't go up and talk, talk about yourself when you're trying to meet people. I know about conversing with people, and it's just awkward uh, when you know the purpose is to try to get them to familiarize themselves with you and your program, but you know that you can't really even talk about that. You have to talk about them and what they do. And so that's what I kind of did was I would approach them and uh, you could – at these conventions, people have their name tags on and it'll say who they work for. And so then you can sort of go into, oh, what do you do at the, you know, the talk radio network or whatever and then just sort of talk business with them and see where the conversations lead. But the second year, last year, I, uh, you know, I can't say I made any particular efforts last year. 
Uh, well, I just sort of hung around, and we get, uh, as, some people as, approached me. Right. As you as we get more popular, um, we're going to be approached more because if you can imagine, if Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, or uh, Michael Savage was in that room trying, uh, you know, talking to, with with the goal of getting carried on more stations, they would just be lined up to talk to him. Those guys are famous. I don't know. People don't like Savage. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I'm going to assume that he's going to have plenty of people hanging yeah, around him. Maybe, maybe. When Neil Bortz was in there, they, they they were certainly piled up around him. Let's get to the uh, the tips here and see what the uh, we've got in this article because I'm All curious. Because right. I'm going to try to apply them this uh, next week when we go to the convention. Julia and I are going. You're Poor. going to be here uh, hosting the show. I am. I'm, yes. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a manwich night. Uh, fortunately, developing the skills of uh, Talking to strangers is easy. Once you have started to the uh, immense benefit, once you have uh, get started, the immense benefits and excitement it brings will encourage you to keep going. I don't know if it's easy. I think it's simple. Yeah, it's simple, but easy no, because it takes you. You have to get over some humps, and that's not easy. First, you must understand the benefits of talking to strangers. I think we got that down, right? Like people know what they want. Yeah, you have to have a purpose. Yeah, you you would either want to develop your business, you be, uh, meet somebody for a relationship, uh, one night stand, or whatever it is that you're trying to get uh, right. get done. Two, knowing how to deal with the occasional rejection or unpleasant encounter, and three, breaking down your fear through practice. Everyone's a learning experience. To get an idea of the benefits of talking to strangers, you need to change your mentality. As tribal creatures, we're naturally inclined to fear. Nay, hate people we don't know. We instinctually perceive them as dangerous outsiders, seeking to pillage our village and take off with our women and children. Mm. In modern society, this simply isn't true. Most people are friendly and perfectly open and conversing with you. It just takes a little effort to cross the stranger barrier. Each person is an, an, incredibly, an incredible learning opportunity. Yes, you can find out how self-centered and boring most people are. Um, what, they tell you about, what they tell you about themselves, how they live and interact with the world, there's a wealth of information waiting to be tapped. Strangers, uh, tell you as a, um, strangers also tell you a tremendous amount about yourself by the way they react to you. As you gain experience and learn to read body language, these reactions are essential to developing your social skills. Of course, there are also the priceless relationships you'll have a chance to form. Business contacts, who you know, and what they think of you is often more important than what's on your resume. Absolutely true. Friendships, mentors and teachers, and romantic relationships. I think the last point is extremely important. We all dream of meeting our ideal mate, but when we see someone we're extremely attracted to, we're usually too intimidated to approach them. How can you expect to find love with that mentality? Hmm. I, I'd like uh, to point out here that um, I've... I've dated women who are tens, and I've dated women who are maybe sevens. And, you know, my I, my experience is the most attractive women are the, the craziest and most difficult to get along with. Sorry to say, I mean, I'm, I'm, the ones that are attractive to me, I'm not saying that beautiful women are difficult to get along with. Yeah, I am. Beautiful <laughs> women are, are difficult to get along with because they don't grow up in the same world that you and I do. Well, especially the ones that are full of themselves, you know, that not just natural beauty, but the ones that really work on themselves mm-hmm. and try to present themselves in that way. Uh, my mentor, uh, Bob Garrett, used to tell me that they are either, you know, a very attractive woman is either psycho or really stupid. It's usually was one or the other, at least in his experience. Okay. I, I I don't have a lot of experience. Stupid, I can't handle. So um, you know, yes. it's just not something I can deal with. So I guess I didn't have a lot of experience with that. But, but I, there are exceptions to all of these. I mean, there are exceptions oh, to sure. all these rules. And the only way you're going to find out for sure is by talking to them, right? So if you're intimidated by their uh, their level of attractiveness, mm-hmm. then you, you that's a guaranteed no. If you don't ask, if you don't go up and start strike up that conversation. Mm-hmm. 
then you know it's going to be a no. But the only way to get that yes or to get that opening is to actually approach somebody and talk to them. That's for men, women, anybody that yeah. needs to talk to somebody else. I just I, I think that uh, you know that that you're going to probably with a more average beauty, the more ne- um, girl next door kind of beauty. I think you're going to find uh, life a lot easier in the long run than mm-hmm. you are with uh, the sort of glamorous knock da- knockout uh, sort of beauty. Dealing with rudeness and rejection. Now that you're sold on the benefits of talking to strangers, the only other skill you'll need is the ability to let rejection roll off your back. I'm good at it. With a face like mine, I get rejection all the time. <laughs> the key is not taking it too personally. At least 95% of the time when a person reacts negative, negatively to you, it has absolutely nothing to do with you personally. Most likely they're having bad a bad day. day or you caught them at the wrong moment. Maybe you've been harassed by people before and assume you have bad intentions. Or maybe they're just not a, that cool and you wouldn't gain that much from knowing them anyway. Now, when I call people on the phone, I can easily avoid most negative reactions by respecting the person's time. Mm. But that's not necessarily something that's quite as easy to do, at least I don't feel like it is, if you're actually in person. And I guess it also depends on what you're trying to do. If you're going on a sales call, then you absolutely need to see if they've got time. But if you're just trying to meet somebody in a bar, then that's a different situation. Looks like they got some time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a different situation. Well, you know, uh, I, I think that a really great rule that uh, was on an Adam Sandler movie, and I think it was Big Daddy, was, uh, you know, 50% of the battle is striking the conversation. It really just that's true. getting started in the conversation, coming up with uh, something, you know, some way or something to say to them that uh, starts, you know, gets them talking. And that's really all it takes. Anyway. Instead of uh, reliving the incident in your mind and dwelling on your insecurities, imagine reasons for their behavior that don't depend on you. Mm. In the 5% of the cases where you were actually caused a negative reaction, treat it as a learning experience. The problem isn't you, it's your behavior. So examine what you um, could have done better. Did you come off pushy? Could, you, uh, could your personal appearance be better? Thinking about these things will go a long way towards improving yourself. And I, I can't stress personal appearance enough. You know, people, Especially on a sales call or something right. like that. In, in American society, uh, you know, cleanliness is, is hugely important. And people perceive, uh, you know, being unkempt, you know, your, your clothes being wrinkled and, um, you know, not of the uh, highest caliber clothing, uh, your your hair being must or, or whatever. They, they, they equate that with dirty. Well, and also... And smelly. It's also, uh, also mirroring is important here, too, when it comes to uh, how you look... You want to try to look on the same level, at the very least, as the person you're approaching. So if you're approaching somebody that's a suit and tie kind of guy, mm-hmm. well, then it, it would make sense for you to at least be dressed up to that level. If you're approaching somebody that's uh, shabbily dressed, then it probably won't matter so much. So mirroring their appearance is also is as important as mirroring what they do. And I don't know if they talk if they touch on mirroring in this uh, in this story, Mark. But I don't we've, they do. we've talked about it in the past. Uh, the idea is that you want to do similar things as what the person you're talking to is doing. Uh, so if you're at a table together with someone and they're leaning forward, you want to be leaning forward as well. Uh, if they're touching their face, you may want to consider touching your face, etc. and so forth. Well, um, I can tell you that I, I, as as a business person, I used to you know, wear dress shirts, uh, uh, coats, and, and slacks all the time. And it... You know, it, it makes people want to be around you. Just, you know, wearing clothes like that. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is this worth continuing, Mark? Yeah. All right, we'll continue it here in hour number two. Take your calls as well. If you want to chime in into this conversation, uh, being practicing being more outgoing, extroverted, so you can meet more people for whatever your purpose is. This is Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we launch here in hour number two of the program. Uh, Continuing our conversation from last hour, where, uh, for those of you just tuning in, we were talking about, well, actually what started it all was someone called in about picking up women in bars, and we sort of focused on that for a little while, and... Uh, and then we moved More the on. More funny side of it. <laughs> yeah. Then we moved on to actually the you know the serious issue of how shy or introverted people can come out of their shell and uh, and and work and and perfect the art of approaching others and instigate you know in- initiating conversations with others. And I find this very valuable stuff, Mark, because I've had to overcome this in my life. Um, I start. It started back when I when I first wanted to learn sales, and I was far more introverted then than I am now. Uh, but it's been a constant uh, practice. It's, it's, it's taken constant practice to, uh, to perfect it, and I'm nowhere even close to perfect. I'm not very good at it uh, in person. I'm very good over the phone because I'm very practiced and I have down uh, very well what it is I'm doing. And so just to recap briefly, there are three important components to this, right, Mark? Right. Well, you have to be able to uh, you know, understand the benefits of talking to strangers. You have to understand why it is that you would want to do such a thing. Um, you you have, to have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm, know how to deal with the occasional rejection or unpleasant encounter and breaking down your fear through practice. Right. Now, again, this all, I mean, this is a very general article. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily target people in sales. It no. doesn't necessarily target people looking to meet others in a bar. It's just very general about approaching people. So also these need to, you need to take certain things under consideration. For instance, if you're going to be doing sales, then you better get used to more than the occasional rejection. You better get used to, you know, 90% rejection, depending on what it is you're selling and, and how you're going about right. doing it. Right, if you're it. selling Learjets, you're going to get rejected more often um, than you are if you're selling cell phones. Yeah, yeah. So let's continue the, uh, the story here. All right. Instead of reliving the, um, excuse me, uh, getting started. The hardest part of talking to strangers is getting started. Before you have an, the experience striking up conversations, you have to make, it can make you nervous and awkward. But the more you do it, the smoother and more likable you'll become. Start small. If you're a naturally reserved person, you'll probably want to start to warm up a bit. Start with making eye to- contact with people you might like to talk to, smiling at them or saying hi out of the blue. I'll tell you, this is something that I have a terrible time with, is eye contact. I simply don't like to look into people's eyes, especially mm. people I don't know. And everybody's got... It's so important. Everybody's got different things. And, and, and I know once I'm engaged in the conversation, I'm better at doing it, but... Like, just looking at people, I look away when somebody looks at me. You know, one of the things I've heard about eye contact, and again, if you want to add into this conversation, give us your tips and your experiences. We'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. But one of the things, uh, from what I understand, about people and eye contact is that you generally want to try to make as good of eye contact with the person you're talking to as possible, unless that person isn't reciprocating. If that person seems like someone like you, Mark, who doesn't mm-hmm. like to make eye contact, if they're sheepish or whatever, and they're sort of 
glancing down and glancing around and they you know you're looking at them and they aren't feeling it doesn't seem like they're feeling comfortable looking back at you mm-hmm. then you shouldn't glare at them or, or glare's not the right term but you know stare at them or try try to make more eye contact than they want to make i guess so you sort of let them lead you on the amount of eye contact that uh, i that think people make. generally do that pretty uh Pretty naturally, but probably true. You, you just, I guess, increasing your eye contact is a good way um, to meet people. Speaking about eye contact, you know, I took this uh, this course called Landmark Education's Landmark Forum. Well, there's something called the landmark, uh, the the advanced course that they do, and inside the advanced course, they they do this exercise on. I, I think they call it the exercise on being or something. Is that where they uh, they try to brainwash you to make phone calls for uh, for their organization to uh, recruit more suckers? You mean like we do our listeners? <laughs> um, the no, what you do is you line up and you you look into people's eyes in this particular uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. So you'll stare into someone's eyes without saying anything for two or three minutes. Well, that's good. It's like a staring contest. And then move on. Well, you're not. You don't have to. It, there's no blinking. The person who blinks loses. There's no, there's no competition. That's not how you win a staring contest. That would be a blinking contest. Well, what staring contest is when someone looks away. So you lock uh, you you lock eye contact, and the first person to look away, you can still blink as long as you're still locked in on the other person's eyes. You uh, you can have whatever rules you want for your little staring contest. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> when we played it on the bus, it had to do with blinking. Got it. But uh, either way, this this one is not uh, competitive or mean spirited in any way. It's mm-hmm. just looking into someone else's eyes, and I found it very difficult. Interesting. Um, and we then you'd move on to another person, and you know move on down the line. And I, I found that I could do it pretty well with uh, people that were smaller than me or weaker than me. Huh. But when I got across, um, uh, you know, directly across from this big firefighter guy from Brooklyn, I had a real difficult time with it. Must be something very instinctual going on. Yeah, there. something something cavemanish. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Sometimes I'll do that too. Like uh, I've. I have practiced making eye con making eye contact. It was part of my whole sales mm-hmm. training and all that. And sometimes when I'll be in a situation where I'm not necessarily even looking to talk to another person, it'll just be in a public situation, and someone will give you the eye, and you'll you know you'll lock gazes with them. And then the question is, well, who's going to look away first, right? Sometimes I will feel as though I want to look away first. Sometimes I will just because it, it's just. It's not feeling important to me at that time. But sometimes I'll make an extra effort to, to hold out and wait for them to look away first, just so, just so I can win, if you will. And it's, very, it's a very strange feeling, overcoming that. Yeah, winning is probably not the way to make friends. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to make friends with these people. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I'm just saying randomly in public, people that lock eyes with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comment on something. If you see something remarkable, make a comment. Even if it's not to anyone directly, chances are people will hear you and some will react. If you see someone doing or wearing something interesting, tell them what you think. Keep it positive and most likely they'll be happy to chat. Yeah. Hey, that's a really weird yak skin jacket you've got. <laughs> you know, that's probably not going to go. What's that made out of? Skunks? <laughs> Make a joke. If a decent joke pops into your head, just come out and say it. Someone laughs. That's the perfect conversation starter. The joke shouldn't be about the person you want to tar- start a conversation <laughs> with. You know, I mean, people just don't take it well if the first thing you do with them is make a joke about them. Even if it's yeah. just, even if it's uh, not even that tough of a joke on That's them. That's tacky. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just going to hurt. This is uh, great for opening dialogue with the, uh, people of uh, attractive people and people of the opposite sex. And I found that uh, attractive people really, d- d- you know, people are intimidated by them and they really do want to talk. 
Absolutely true. So the tip there was uh, was compliment their appearance. Well, if a decent joke pops into your head, come out the and one before um, say that. it. Uh, comment on something. Just comment on something. something. Okay. Find something interesting that's going on. And so how's comment. the weather? That's not interesting. No. <laughs> but some, it, it depends on where you are. In Florida, weather is not interesting. <laughs> Up here in uh, New England, people talk about the weather all the time. Yeah. It could kill you. The, um, that's uh, really all there is to it. Good luck. Don't get discouraged. You have nothing to lose. That was your, it? That was the shyness. last tip? That was it. There's only a few few tips. It's it, oh, okay. it's a starter thing. Once yeah. you once you get rolling, then then there you are. Let me add. Let's add some more in here, Mark. Because okay. uh, once you can get the conversation rolling, then it, it touched on this earlier. But people love to talk about themselves. This is one of the things you really need to remember. Uh, the eye contact, great idea. Mirroring other people, good idea. Initiating the conversation, but also. Asking open-ended questions mm. is really the way to get someone talking about themselves. Tis Don't true. go up and ask them the question of, so, do you enjoying the weather here? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> no, it's ugly. You don't want them to be able to answer with a one-word or one-sentence answer. You want them to say, you know, well, how do you feel about the weather out here? Or how do you feel about this party that we're at? Or, you know, how do you feel about our host? Or what? I'm just throwing out ideas here. Mm. I don't know if those are the, necessarily the best. It would depend on the circumstances you're in. Uh, but if you, get, if you can ask, you know, why did you do this? Or how did you go about getting that dress? You know, or where did you find that uh, coat that yeah. you're wearing? Uh, you know, get them to tell a story about themselves and something that they're, gonna, they're going to want to uh, explain to you. So how, why, how do you feel about, those are great leading uh, you know, phrases to tack onto a, a question that could get somebody to really start to explicate themselves. I think that's absolutely true. You, uh, if, if, if you can get people talking about uh, themselves, they're going to, you know, they like you. The more they talk about themselves, the more they like you. The phones are blowing up here. Everybody free, uh, from Dustin, Ed, Jeff, Jim, and Dave. Ladies, if you call in, you come first. Here on Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. Whether you want to share your tips on reaching out to the opposite sex, someone that you're uh, you're interested in, or maybe the same sex, depending, uh, or uh, possibly business situations, share your tips, throw in your stories, your experiences, 800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. So enjoy those on us. They include, by the way, the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you, at freetalklive.com. And March 12th through the 15th is the 56th running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida, the world's fastest sports cars will battle for, uh, for 12 hours on the famous Sebring Road Course. For tickets and information, call 1-800-626-RACE or visit SebringRaceway.com. March 12th through the 15th, don't miss it. That's SebringRaceway.com. All right, so we continue our discussion here, going to your phone calls, talking about reaching out as, an, as somebody who is introverted, someone who is a little bit shy, how to talk to people, how to approach people. Want to hear your tips, your thoughts, and uh, experiences, and of course you can also bring up anything. We go to Dustin in Los Angeles, been waiting patiently. Dustin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you brought up this topic, and, it, and I'm pretty well versed on it, but I think what the important aspect is is why people go this way. Why do they, they look at this topic scientifically? And for me, I think it came from growing up in a fairly uh, sexually repressive household. 
lot of religion going on. And I equated uh, sexuality with loving because uh, you're supposed to grow up and get married and then have intimacy. And so everything that developed through my teens had this boundary on it where you don't, you don't go to the next step. And so I didn't develop those skills. And when you don't have a Swiss bank account and the stellar looks, you need to level the playing field with something else. And these are skills that some people learn naturally. And, and then there's people that in some way are repressed like I was, and you just don't get it. So you think that uh, the Puritan society has to uh, is a factor in why some people and you're talking more from uh, from meeting people for uh, for a relationship viewpoint. You're saying that that's a factor in why people are uh, a little bit repressed as far as uh, going and meeting people. Well, yeah, and going to the next step. Uh, you know, in school or socially, you might go, "Hi, how you doing? My name is so and so." But the next step, that's what what some of us have a hard time with. And there are actual innate skills or skills that are developed innately somehow that successful men, if you want to talk about men getting women, the men that are successful develop certain skills. And when you look at it scientifically and start to identify those, they really give you an advantage. And these are natural things for the most part. Uh, when you study communication, the things you've talked about like anchoring and mirroring uh, and, and the feedback and the conversation that's so important some of us that, that didn't get the complete social development in their teens need to actually look at it scientifically and, and learn it as a science. I think that's an excellent point. Uh, you know, certainly there's uh, lots of books out there with uh, lots of tips, and I think that yeah, I read them. they help everyone. <laughs> so it helped it really you out? Worked. I mean, how, how long have you been working on this? Oh, well, I got over it, and I, you know, I'm married and all that now, but uh, in the early 20s, uh, I was out there trying to... to better about myself and I wasn't meeting women and I had some 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 things going against me where I I was a middle-class guy living in a ritzy part of town now if you don't have a Ferrari key on your keychain you're not going to get any um, and so I was looking for that that extra you know that that ace up my sleeve and then I found out that it's it's scientific and I tried it from beginning to end by the book, literally, uh, and it worked perfectly. You know, the second date, I've got a hot blonde in my bed. It works great. What uh, what book? Just out of curiosity, how did you uh, end up well, learning this? Well, if I this? can drop the name of the author, I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, go ahead. I heard the name, and then I researched it, and it was a program called Speed Seduction, and the author was Ross Jeffries. Hmm. And he, he, he was, you know, a geek that couldn't get any went out and started studying what are these guys doing that works. And he would find that, you know, ugly fat guys can get laid. Oh, yeah. And he said, why? And he, and he narrowed it down. And uh, after you've studied these things, like you've talked about these specific things, the uh, body language and the speech patterns, uh, you can apply that yourself. And it's not natural. But it works. But it will come naturally after you practice it often yeah. enough. Yeah, and then you start to see it all around you and people that are successful. Like uh, the GM that walks around, or I work in radio, so GM walks around, and you see him anchoring. You see him talk to people, and as soon as they smile back, bam, you see the, the touch on the shoulder. What's, the, what's anchoring? That's a term I'm not familiar with. Uh, anchoring is, 
Well, you got to back up one step and say, uh, we'd like you're watching TV and you sit through a bunch of commercials and your show comes back on and you just watched five commercials but you don't remember any of it. But you're awake. It all just went into your brain. You didn't. Even, you weren't even conscious of it. Right. When someone's in that state throughout the day, they're really susceptible to suggestion. And and point of anchoring is to try to when that state appears, and it appears throughout the day a lot. Uh, and that and again, some people do this naturally, but if you do it learned, if you can recognize when someone's in that state and positive in relation to you and you touch them, by the, and then you do it again, by the third time, their brain automatically equates that touch with that state of mind, that uh, level of consciousness, and that susceptibility to suggestion. It's so you're saying it sort of locks them into your conversation? Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, but way out in the future. It's kind of like the hypnotist, you know, that calls the guy up and says... Uh, you know, it puts them under and then says, you know, you're going to bark, uh, bark like a dog when I say this word. So uh, that way, the, uh, so what you're saying is that uh, by engaging in this process of, of anchoring, then the next time the general manager comes around to uh, to talk to the same employee, he uh, will give him uh, what better attention, uh, pay, pay closer attention to what he's what he's saying? Well, the guy might come up and say the employee's not having a good day or he's in a different state of mind. And the GM, the second or third time around, can come and, and say, hey, how's it going? Touch him on the shoulder, and he's zapped right back into that previous moment where he was in a good mood and was having a positive connection with the GM. Huh. That's fascinating. It sounds like magic, but it is amazing, and it works. And it's just, it's just the way people work. And some people, again, some people develop it naturally. And then the rest of us have to kind of learn it. And so you're and it, saying, in the beginning of your call, you were suggesting that the, you know, because of the sexual repression in this country, uh, that, that people are not taught how to go and interact with this, specifically the opposite sex. They aren't taught these things by their parents, unless their parents happen to be people that have already mastered these things that you're, that you're talking about. And I don't think most people have. Uh, I think it has to do with the opportunities put in front of you to find these naturally. Some people do. Um, uh, specifically the, the Mormon background that I came up in, uh, and it's worse in Utah specifically, uh, a, date, a, a good date ends with a handshake. Oh, boy. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that'll really like, slow it down. Yeah. Great so, call tonight, Dustin. Thank you for, uh, for opening our uh, eyes to that. And one more time, what was the, uh, the guy's name? Jeffries? Ross Jeffries. Thanks. Thanks, dude. 800-259-9231. Now, that's a name I recognize. The guy that was charging thousands of dollars for the seminars, I don't recognize his name. Of course, I don't know what this Jeffries guy charges either. Presumably, he has a book. Anyway, there's always more to learn, and we'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sacral CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, FreeTalkLive.com. We've got updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. 
updates.freetalklive.com. Also, we need you this month, if you've yet to do it, to go and vote for Free Talk Live. Whether you are a radio listener, internet listener, live listener, podcast, whatever, if you're listening to this show, and it is the month of March, actually it doesn't really matter, whatever month it is you're listening to the show, go and vote for us. You can do it once per month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, you can do it now. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute, and it makes a big difference for us because your votes help push us to the top of the podcast alley charts. Uh, and if we're at the top of the charts, then more people find the show and learn all kinds of things about liberty, freedom. And in this case tonight, we're talking a lot about uh, reaching out, uh, stepping outside of your comfort zone. Uh, very specifically about uh, introversion and uh, shyness and trying to uh, to actively step away from that and engage in conversations with people, approach people, and talking about some different techniques on that. And we're going to go back into your phone calls here in a moment. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com at SACL CAI. We go to your phone calls. Let's talk to Jeff in... Indianapolis. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Jeff, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, several times you uh, have used the terms shy and introverted, and you seem to use them interchangeably. But uh, I don't think they're the same thing at all. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I look at shyness as being the fearfulness of the social interaction, you know, the the, the wallflower, the, the, guy, the guy that's just sitting in the corner of the party, you know, wishing somebody else would talk to him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I look at the introvert as being the person who goes to the party, and they may talk to a lot of people, and they may have a great time, but at the end of the day, that's when they want, they want to go home and they want to recharge their batteries, where, hmm. and, and, which, is, which is differentiated between the extrovert, because the extrovert, you know, batteries are recharged by the party. Yeah. Now, would you say that introverts have a better chance of being shy than extroverts? Well, most likely, but I just don't, I just wanted to differentiate. Yeah, I think I think you're right, I, but I can see why people would get confused in the uh, in you know intercha- using them interchangeably because I think that a lot of introverts well, can, can l- be very shy. Can I interrupt here because the number one definition of introvert, uh, according to the dictionary uh, dictionary.com, is a shy person. So I mean, maybe you personally feel differently about the terms. I but like his definitions. Well, it doesn't make sense from my understanding of introversion. Uh, psychology, definition two, a person characterized by concern primarily with his or her own thoughts and feelings, uh, right. part that is or can be introverted. A Myers-Briggs definition of what an introvert and extrovert are, and I think that these are very workable solutions, is an introvert is a person who um, works through their problems by thinking about them. An extrovert is a person who works through their problems by talking about them. And you notice how when you and I uh, speak that I'll uh, I'll pick up different, uh, you know, I'll start with one idea and I'll work my way through it and and then we'll come up with something together. Mm -hmm. Well, what that is, is that's me being extroverted. And the, you know, it's just, I think that those are very good working definitions. Psychology definition, I'm sorry, I mean, the dictionary disagrees. A person who tends to shrink from social contact. So I'm sorry, if you're an introvert at a party, the introvert is the shy guy who's not uh, making any effort to talk to anybody. Introverts don't feed off of talking to people. They feed off of, as you're saying, Mark, their own thoughts and their their internals. So I, I have to disagree with that. What other thoughts do you have for us tonight? Oh, that was the ba- basic one. And, uh, I guess we'll just have to respectfully disagree on that. Very good, sir. Thank you for the call. I agree with him. 
I'm with the dictionary. 1-800-259-9231. But I hey. don't see how they're, they. Uh, I don't see any reason that they would that those definitions don't work together. What introvert and shy? Uh, well, the they do work together. What, the what his definitions were versus the dictionary's definitions. What's different about them? He said the introvert goes to the party and talks to a bunch of people. That's can, not can what an talk, introvert does. Can talk to a bunch of people. He said. He didn't say that it was specific, like that they did. They may very well not. I and agree with his I assertion that, that... And he agreed that many um, introverts are shy. I agreed with his assertion that an extrovert feeds off of the interactions with others. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but at the same time, it, an introvert has to make a special effort to interact with others because he's naturally introverted and only wants to focus on his own thoughts and 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 state you know to not necessarily interact with others look i'm just looking at the dictionary definition mark so if you want to go and redefine it that's your business let's continue with the phone calls and talk to jim in second life you're on free talk live hello jim jim second life going once yeah here i am hey what's on your mind well, it was interesting that uh, Mark brought that up. I wanted to know uh, what exactly what he was talking uh, was he talking about when he had those uh, staring contests. I guess that's what it was with uh, that landmark education. Yeah, why don't you recap that, Mark? What was that? Now? I'll recap it, but I don't know. I, I, I thought felt like I had um, been it was pretty clear with it. Okay, um, landmark education has is you know you can look it up on the internet landmarkeducation.com. dot It's a cult. It, it's not <laughs> yeah. a cult. Um, cults are about religious activities. Uh, Landmark so. edu- absolutely, ab- absolutely true. And if you, you oh, well, why don't you whip out this little dictionary of yours and uh, that you're, you're so confident I with? I can do that. And I know you can go down to definition seven, which is the seven, <laughs> uh, seventh likely definition to be used, and you can. Why come don't up you with- recap it, Mark? Go <sighs> ahead. The staring contest. Yeah. What was it about? Landmark <laughs> education is a. Uh, it's just a course that teaches people to interact better with each other. And um, I took their advanced course, and in their advanced course, they had uh, what they called the uh, being exercise, I believe, where you uh, would go, you know, there'd be two lines of people, and they would look at each other in in their eyes and then move down after, I think, two minutes of looking um, to each person's eyes, you'd sort of move down and look at other people's eyes. And the point of that that was what? To be com- I guess their definition, their, what they decided would be is uh, to be comfortable being with other people and okay. not, you know, just filling the air with noise. So, Jim, your thoughts? Okay, well, this is a, this looks like a, like a ripoff of Scientology, actually. There's a, there's a thing that they, they do called the TR demo, mm-hmm. and it's very, 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 very similar. And there's different levels of these TR demos. One of these TR demos, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can, look, you can find out if you uh, Google Xenu TV. They'll have a, a video of the demonstration. Um, if, what they do is they stare into each other's eyes until the point where they, uh, they, they're not allowed to blink, they're not allowed to talk, they're not allowed to sneeze, they're not allowed to scratch their eye, back of the head, nothing. They're not allowed to make any movement. Any movement will result in them having to do the test over. And they're probably supposed to stare at each other without blinking for about two hours. I mean, That's maybe a bit different, a, though, Jim. I yeah. mean, you're talking like, two yeah, minutes versus different. two hours. Right, and and this right. doesn't have anything, you know, there's no there's no uh, rules about uh, you you can't do this and you can't do that. You can blink if you want to. If you felt like walking away, use the bathroom, whatever you feel like doing, you can. There's no uh, punishment for not being in it. You don't have to redo anything. And right. Scientology is a religion. And there's no. a yes, no. They what b- is Scientology? I'd, I'd like to hear some kind of religious doctrine because, from from me, from my standpoint, it looks like a self help cult. I've been asking them when I've been picketing for been picketing for about a year and a half, uh, and none of them has been able to give me any any doctrine whatsoever that makes it seem like they're a religion. And it's more of they're trying to they they try to say that it's more of a spiritual enlightening through courses and 
and stuff like that. And it kind of seems like, yeah, it's nothing more than what Dr. Uh, Dr. Phil sells, but they put a religious cloak over it to get tax exemption status. Okay, um, so they use terminology like spiritual. Uh, Landmark Education would use t- um, terminology like um, you know empowering things like that. They don't you know they they don't have the religious aspect to it, and there's no you know punishment aspect or anything like that. Jim, any other uh, the, thoughts? The woman that cr- the, the woman that created this, this, she was a Scientologist herself, right? Woman who created what? Uh, Landmark Education. War- Landmark I don't edu- believe it was a woman. Landmark, was Landmark Education was created by a man named Warner Earhart. Oh. Yeah, he was a scam and- artist, right? That's not so. Um, I beg to differ. He was a Scientologist, though, wasn't he? Not? He did. Go, he went to some uh-huh. Scientology classes, but he went to a lot of different. At the time, you know, we're talking about the '60s and '70s. Uh-huh. Went to a lot of different uh, of these Enlightenment things that were out there. There's all kinds of this stuff. It's not just Scientology. It doesn't. Scientology isn't the root, and from it springs all this other stuff. Scientology is just another, you know, thing that uh, came along. Wasn't uh, Earhart a, uh, a used car salesman? It's one of the things that they say about him. But I've sold used cars. Am I a scam artist? Let's move on. You Thanks sold, for the call, you Jim. You sold radio spots. Are you a scam artist? By the way, second definition of cult. It's not number seven, but number two. An instance of great veneration of a person, ideal, or thing, especially oh, whoa, whoa, as manifested whoa, whoa. I, who's, by a who's, body who's of admirers. This 1-800-259-9231. You can take control. I don't want to get into the uh, the landmark thing, so let's Thank move God. on. More calls coming up. Yours, if you make it. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features... We give away, so enjoy those. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Buy all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise as well as stuff that doesn't even have our logo anywhere on it, like the Free Marketeer flag and Free Marketeer t-shirts. Head on over to store.freetalklive.com and uh, load up your shopping cart. That's store.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to uh, Dave's gone. Let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live listening, actually, in Second Life. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I just wanted to keep on the uh, the thought train we are in there. Um, I've uh, actually took a, a landmark course about a decade ago. Okay. And um, Now, before you go on, Mark is going to say that it was different a decade ago. They're much nicer and less culty now. <laughs> um, I, I took a course they called Integrity then, and... Um, and it was, and you know, before that, to to segue another topic into the stream here is I was in a a a, a, a frightfully shy introvert uh, going into that. And now, um, before you go on, I, I've got a question. It's uh, my understanding of the landmark education is that you have to take the landmark forum before you can take anything else. Did yeah, you take... that was that was the the landmark forum. They called it integrity. Hmm. So that was like the introductory course. Then? Yeah, it was like a full weekend. But the forum's yeah. always been called the forum. Um. The, I don't recall what the distinction was, but it was essentially, it was a full weekend, and they called it the forum, but they also called that particular one integrity. And so, okay, you know, go let's on. Leave that. All right. Um, now, historically, this, the founder originally had another group er, uh, earlier on, I guess in the 80s, called EST. Right. Which had, had fallen apart due to some kind of controversy and 
or scandal or something that I'm, I'm not too familiar with. The claim is, and, and, and you know, I don't harsh. know anything about this. Um, I don't know much about Est, and, but you know, I read some book called uh, 60 Minutes and the Assassination of Werner Earhart. But they were abusive, as I understand it, toward their customers. I, I think that they were, you know, it was, I think it was a tougher course, and uh, in the same way you wouldn't expect boot camp to be easy, I don't think you would have expected Est to be easy. But, um, you know, Werner Earhart had some problems as far as, you know, he didn't live an, an exemplary life. He wasn't Jesus. What a surprise. Um, and, you know, they, they did a hit piece on him, and uh, essentially he was ready to leave uh, the country and, and did so and sold the, uh, his, his business to some of the people who worked for him. So what happened with you, Mike? Well, I went in there. I had had uh, some uh, issues with my business partners and so forth, and, uh, and uh, you know, I was an engineering type and doing, wound up doing a lot of sales and marketing because my partners were idiots. Uh, technical-wise, and um, so uh, and I, I did the, the program, and, and, and just to distinguish uh, what an earlier caller said about this difference between shyness and, and introversion is that uh, someone who is shy uh, has a, a fear of interacting with others, whereas someone who is an introvert may or may not have that fear, but um, they also enjoy just keeping to themselves as a matter of, of, of course, and, and if they aren't frightfully shy, then they generally don't have a problem interacting with people, but they choose not to. I'll take that definition. I'll take that distinction. Yeah, I think that's more accurate than what the gentleman earlier was commenting. So what did you think about your landmark course? Well, I, I did learn a lot. Uh, uh, it, you know, it did help me quite a bit, um, but I, I have to say that they, on, you know, on the critical side, that they were very dogmatic and and uh, um, and and you know using a lot of the same you know everybody used the same kind of language. Yeah, they did. They the cult terms. They do use the same sort of language. And and uh, hallmark of a cult. What what what's that mean? You know, look, words like liberty and freedom. No, no, those aren't cult aggression. Terms. Liberty and freedom aren't unusual no. terms that no one knows the definition of. Nor are they. Um, they just use them slightly differently. It's still English. Somebody who walks in that door, Mark, and hears them using those terms will be completely lost Not without so. the indoctrination process. How, how are they going to be? They, they never even um, running a racket. All, what are some of them, Mark? Go ahead, go through the vocabulary. I, I don't know all of them. Oh, running okay. a racket is just the definition. They have to, you know, they're, they're talking about things that don't get discussed in everyday life. So therefore, they have to, you know, come up with little terms to describe them. None of them are weird uh, words like witchy wasuhu. They're just <laughs> things like, you know, running a racket. Things that a person does in order to uh, get some kind of, uh, you know, payoff or something in the end. Mike? Um, well, I, I found another issue that I, that I had with it was that there were a lot of people who got involved in it who, who actually were running rackets, like, you know, pyramid schemes and, and things like that. And, you know, once you got through the forum, then they were, you know, uh, and if they found that you were someone who was into business and they tried to get you into their pyramid scheme or whatever, and that was a real turnoff to me being involved further in, in that sort of now, thing. Now, let, let me come to Mark's defense on this one. Were they the people actually running the forum or were they just other participants? They, they were people who had, um, a, I, they had gotten their way into actually being staffers but they weren't in leader, leadership positions. Well, um, I can, I can I tell you when I... to someone who was about in a leadership position in, in the Seattle office where I was at the time, and um, they, all they said about that was, I won't get involved in that conversation. 
What, um, so, so, uh, when, when you asked them about what? That they when I said, in. you know, this person's trying to get me into this, this pyramid scheme. And they said, I, I'm, I, I don't get involved in that conversation is what they said. You know? okay. well, so, so even though it was someone that was working for them, they didn't want to address the issue. Yeah. Well, my understanding, um, and I, was, I, I took one of their courses where I was sort of like a staff member, unpaid, I'm, I must say. I, you know, it was just a it was class, yeah. and in that class you recruited people to take the Landmark Forum. Um, it's called the uh, Introduction Leaders Program. And they were specific that you were never allowed to mix business with uh, Landmark. You're just not allowed to do it. I wasn't allowed um, to do to, to sell radio ads to anybody who was in my course. And I actually had uh, spoken to one guy previous to the course about buying radio ads. And therefore, you know, it cut out that particular option. So any other observations? Um, that was about it, because at that point I just kind of ceased my involvement in the organization. And, you know, I, if, I, I do have to say that, you know, that, that the, the Landmark Forum course did help me be more assertive and, and, and reduce my, uh, so, my uh, social shyness. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say whether it was just that or whether I could have gotten the same result with any other self-help book a self-help book at a, a book a bookstore. Or well, there certainly are a lot of self-help options out there. There's no doubt about I that. I think and books it, are right for some people. I think classes are right for some people. Depends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, interacting with people can certainly be helpful. And Mike, thank you for the call and the experience tonight. And you know, I've heard a lot of good things about it, Mark. That's I, because I don't, 94% I, of people to, um, who take it say that it was a very good thing for them. I don't deny that there could be some benefit that comes out of it. It's just that I'm concerned with some of the uh, some of the more disturbing aspects of the organization. Like you were saying, Your they bring concern. you in there to run a phone bank for them as a volunteer, trying to recruit more people to come to their uh, to their seminars. What if I became a butter salesperson out of it? A butter salesperson. A better salesperson. Oh, now you're dodging the qu- <laughs> now you're dodging the statement. I, I thought I, you meant you wanted to sell what butter. What if I became a better salesperson um, through using their techniques? Did I, I get something out of it? That's Is that compensation? Great. All go. I'm saying is... The reason that you don't like it, Ian, is because it's $400 for the weekend, and it just rankles I'm you the whole I'm spending $400 to go to the convention uh, coming up this weekend. You can see what you're going to get out of it, but you know, the, the, you're just you're so miserly that you won't go for all it. I, you know, all I have to do is recommend to people who want to learn more about this organization from, the, you know, from outside of the glowing review perspective that Mark uh, gives it, there is an excellent documentary out there and you know what i had it let's see i downloaded it. i don't remember what it was uh, what it was called it was you know if you do anything good in this world if you do something there's always going to be a detractor out there in the same way that there's detractors out there for free talk live and people that say oh this this libertarian stuff's bad 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 news it hurts people they're, you're, the same thing that landmark has to deal with Inside Landmark Forum is what you want to look for. Uh, you can probably pull it up on a torrent website. It's uh, it's a French documentary. You'll have to watch with sub. You know, it's got subtitles, but it's very interesting alternative viewpoint, really pointing out some of the more disturbing aspects of this organization. I think there are definitely some much better self-help uh, groups out there uh, that are much less well like weird. I don't know, but there you not go. Landmark. You don't know a damn thing. You're, you're saying that you think. 1-800-259-9231. You'll get more out of listening to Free Talk Live than you will out of spending money oh, with these yeah. guys. Oh, that, yeah. That'll really raise your positive levels.
I think so. I think we've been very positive tonight, and tonight, uh, talking about all kinds. We talked about you, lots we, of We've had people things. write in about you know how they um, you know, they find all the bad news depressing. You need all well, different kinds of skills in life. You know, just because they find the you know some of the news stories depressing isn't isn't necessarily an indictment against this show. That probably says more about how they think and how they feel than anything else. I can tell you that uh, when I was uh, you know was doing Landmark and I wasn't doing uh, the show six nights a week, that I you know I had a, a more positive outlook on things. But now that I I see the bad things that the government does on a nightly basis, and it's ground into my head, and we read about it and talk about it. Yeah, it, it affects it affects me. Well, maybe you need to look inside yourself there, Mark, because I feel good every night. 1-800-259-9231. Even though uh, the government's getting more powerful and more uh, demanding, we can still have a good, enjoyable life at least as much as possible. Hour 3 coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. As we launch into hour number three of the show, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll rejoin your phone calls here in a moment, but I actually want to continue briefly a conversation we were having there right at the end of the second hour. Uh, because I really want to hash this out uh, to to understand where you're coming from, Mark. You were you were saying that uh, that you used to take these self help classes and they made you feel very good. Mm-hmm. When you started doing free talk live more often, as opposed to taking the self help classes, you found yourself becoming more negative. Can you describe that a little bit more in de- in depth? Well, um, I would say that. Uh you know, when I took the self-help courses, I was a pretty happy dude. I was uh, constantly, uh, always concentrating on the positive and, uh, you know, not worrying about things that I couldn't affect. Whereas on Free Talk Live, we talk about the news, and specifically in the news, we generally talk about uh, government malfeasance, uh, inefficiency, overspending, um, you know, where they do bad things to people, that kind of thing. And I find myself, uh, you know, thinking negative things about the government and therefore feeling, you know, impotent in that area. Sometimes I find myself uh, imagining, uh, you know, scenarios where, uh, you know, the government impinges upon me and me striking back. And, you know, so you have these sort of violent thoughts and and that kind of thing. I didn't experience that when uh, I was doing the uh, more sales coursey, self-helpy stuff. I can understand where you're coming from there, and I think that uh, what you're experiencing certainly has more to do with you than it does with with Free Talk Live. I don't think that this show is in any way a negative program. We do bring up some some very disturbing stories, no doubt about it, mm-hmm. uh, and some very shocking stories. Many uh, many of them are going to, for a, especially for a newer listener, may shock them to the core. However, we also bring up solutions. We also yep, bring we up do, yeah. ideas. And we talk about why things are the way that they are. And it's not a negative show because we're talking about some very positive things that we want to happen. I feel like we are focusing on the positive. We're focusing on reattaining liberty in our lifetime and what could be a more positive outcome for society than that. Well, I'm all for th- I am all for that. And but you know, attaining liberty is going to take some work and it's t- going to take some time. And humans have a tendency to be um, you know, impatient about things. That much is true. We don't have liberty. We can't get it. 
tomorrow. You can get liberty for yourself tomorrow. And that, that's true. That's, a that's very, important. That's a very good thing, and that's something that you talk about. But I'm scared to do a lot of the things that it takes to get liberty tomorrow. It would include stopping paying my property taxes, because those people force me to pay. Well, let's it, hold on a second. You could be free in your mind very soon. You don't have to stop... You don't have to stop obeying in every single aspect of your life, Mark. You can still be a free thinker. You can still think about uh, freedom and still think the thoughts that they don't want you to think uh, without having to pay any costs. Yep, I've been doing that. Right. So, so I think it can be very positive. But now, it's the reason of, it, it's it, it's progressive. Once you get thinking these free thoughts and about how to attain freedom and and, and stuff like that, you want then, to take the next then step. You want to do them. Sure. And that a lot of and, them are very big steps. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, and and you know that's where the Free State Project comes in, and, uh, and there's some real tangible ways that you can acquire or you, you can achieve these steps that you, you might be looking to take. But what I wanted to point out was that when we talk about a negative story, say involving uh, police abuse, the purpose of talking about that, obviously our listeners that have been listening for a long time have heard us bring up police abuse story after police abuse story because there's no end to them. But the people that are new to the show, the people that are tuning in for the very first time tonight or tomorrow night when we've got a new AM station coming on board in, in Medford, Oregon, KMED, we'll welcome them on board. We're going to have a whole set of new listeners that have never heard us talking about these things. So the reason, the primary reason to bring it up is to essentially just slap the listener across the face and say, hey, you thought the police were out there to protect and serve you. Well, how do you explain this? And it's sort of the, the point is to not get them to focus on the negativity, I would hope, but to get them to see the world differently than how they've been programmed to see it. We've all been, and I don't remember who it was that was talking to me about this, but uh, they made a good point. And that was that there, there are kind of like two, two worlds. There's the world that everyone wants to believe exists, and then there's the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this world where everything's just great, and the police are out there protecting and serving, and, uh, you know, that... that uh, for instance, kids, they aren't out drinking, and it's just sort of this prim and proper world that people believe they can, if they don't believe we already have it, they believe they can have it through passing a bunch of laws, for instance. And it just, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, so, so what we talk about is the way things really happen and the way the real world is. And the real world is, you know, to some extent, it can be a nasty place. I don't think that's the message, though. Uh, especially when we talk about positive things and, and self-help and how you can make your life better. And, and when we talk about the marketplace, for instance, the fact is 99% of the time, the marketplace, probably more than 99% of the time, the marketplace is satis- more than satisfactory. It's exemplary. It's outstanding. People are satisfied with what it is that they're, what they're doing and what they're purchasing and the interactions that they have, uh, that they, that they have with others. Generally, the world is a very positive place. Most of our lives are filled with positive things. We're, uh, we're healthy. We feel good. We have friends. We interact. We're making money. We're increasing our wealth pie. And the reason we bring up these negative stories is to point out that there are problems, but they can be fixed. In fact, the solutions are relatively simple. The solutions usually just involve getting the government the hell out of it and letting the marketplace take uh, take its place. Right, and you say it's a simple solution, but it's not easy. No, and that's an important difference. It's not easy, it's challenging. And it's, Im- it's an important challenge, if not the, the most critical challenge we will face in our lifetime. It's a challenge that people have been facing for, uh, for all eternity, for all of uh, human time on this planet, is, is the, uh, the, the fight, the struggle of those who wish to be free against those who wish to enslave others. And, you know, you should still live your life as free as possible, 
even if you aren't ready to fly out from under the radar, you aren't ready to take those dangerous, scary steps, you should still enjoy your life as much as possible. And that's why we talk about some of the self-help things. That's why we talked earlier this week about how to help uh, your finances. That's why we're talking tonight about how to, to step outside of your, uh, your comfort zones. And so these are all very positive things. And so I think that if someone looks at Free Talk Live and listens to the show and says, wow, those guys are so negative, I think that says more about what's going on inside that person than what's going on on the airwaves on this show. I consider this show to be a very positive uh, show that, in general, is uplifting. Sometimes the news is negative, but I think the general theme of the show is very positive. That's just what I wanted to point out. Okay. I, you, you disagree. Though. I don't. I, I think talking about negative issues, um, you know, it, it's very easy for people to perceive. As a matter of fact, I find, uh, you know, the the drag on myself, um, you know, I, I find that there's, you know, I, I don't have the same um, mental positiveness that I did before I started doing the show and it was a you know that was the email that we had previously gotten was a gentleman who said I just I don't think I can listen to free talk live anymore and I'm I don't think he was calling your show negative I'm not saying that either I'm saying that there are some negative effects in listening to these kind of news stories over and over again in some in some people I could see that being the case in which case I then I, I will once again reiterate you need to look inside yourself because that's where your interpretation is all inside your head, okay? And so if you're focusing too much on the negative aspects of the things we're talking about, try to reset that. Maybe start doing more positive affirmations during, uh, during the day. Uh, I've, I've taken to that recently, actually, Mark, uh, uh, getting up in the morning mm-hmm. and saying, winner. saying to myself, I can do it. Saying to myself <laughs> the things that I appreciate in, in my life. Those are, and, gratitude is an excellent thing. And talking about the things that I want to achieve. And it's it's so true that if you do focus on pos, you know positive things, mm-hmm. then you will experience more of that in your life. And if you focus on negative things, then you're going to get brought down and you're going to feel bad. So it's all about you and how you feel. We can't affect how you feel. And if you want to claim that we are, then you're just you're just uh, removing your onus of control, your onus of responsibility from yourself to us. It's always you. It's always about what you think. So don't. Don't blame Free Talk Live. It's all on the inside, my friend. But well, I haven't. I know you haven't. I'm talking about the occasional person that might say something like you were suggesting the emailer did. I don't think that, the, that he was... I, I think that he was coming at it from a very similar position that I was. But okay, go ahead. On to the next one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 1-800-259-9231. I'd love to have you guys chime in on that if you want to uh, to agree or disagree or, uh, or enter in your opinion here as well. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You, as always, can bring up anything. That is the point of the show. The number one focus of the show is your calls about what's on your mind. Some calls might be uh, negative. Some might be positive. I don't let it bring me down. We're here to have fun. We're here to, and do, uh, to do an entertaining radio show that hopefully will be a somewhat informative and spark some ideas and some thoughts that maybe you haven't thought about before. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. Get interactive. Head over and uh, enjoy the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, take a look, 
In fact, if this were a negative show, I'm sure all of those happy, happy ladies wouldn't be sending us their pictures. Anyway, shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. All right, we go right into your phone calls. Let's talk to Ed in Pennsylvania, waiting very patiently. Hello, Ed. You're on Free Talk Live. Ed, going once? Maybe he wasn't. Ed, going twice? Let's try Paula in Florida. Paula, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello there. I may be our board op fell asleep. Hey, Paula. You were very right about what you were saying. My husband is an introvert, and uh, he's a cancer. Now, cancers are very introvert. They're (laughs) into their own little world. Come on, Paula. You don't expect us to believe that the the month someone was born in affects how introverted or extroverted they are? Cancers are very introverted because they're into their own little world. They don't want to get involved. You know, like, I'm an extrovert. Did you read that in a book somewhere? I mean, No, I've learned this over the years, okay? That, so, uh, wait a minute. Look, what, cancer? I think my uh, sister was, what was that, like June t- uh, 21st? Is it, what, what's cancer? Is it June, June 23rd. What is it? June 23rd, he's cancer. Is it June 23rd through July 21st? Or yeah, is... yeah. Okay, so you're telling me everyone born within that four-week period well, of time the, is all introverts. Well, they're, they're into their own little world, and they don't like to get involved with things that you're involved in. Like, I've lived with this for like almost 40 years, and I mean, it becomes very stressful on them. Because they just, they seem to be afraid to, you know, get out of their own little cocoon, you know, and, and get involved, you know, with other people. Now, here's very... what I want to know, Paula. How does the uh, the Chinese year of the monkey and the year of the chicken and all that, how, how, or maybe it's the rooster, uh, the, you know, the, the Chinese have their own little kind of uh, oh, yeah. calendar. How does that factor in? What if you are a really uh, cancer much, born in the year saying... of the monkey? Well, all I'm saying is, is that like I know that when I try to talk to him about something that I'm involved in, it gets him very stressful, mm. and it's like he, they just don't want to get involved. They they handle things their way, and they. So don't... you're telling me that your husband doesn't do the same things you do? He doesn't call all the representatives? Yeah, and... yeah, no. I mean, he's just not very. You know, he's just not that extrovert to get out and want to do things hmm. and stuff like that. He's very into, you know, he's just his own little world. So how, how did you meet? What, what's your husband's name, by the way? Donald. How did you meet old Don? Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to the Daytona 500 with my cousin, and we were on a bus, and he got on from military school, and it was really strange. Um, he walked on the bus, and he looked a lot like a guy that we both knew back here in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and it was really strange because when he walked up toward me, it's like somebody was saying, that's him. I'm going, huh? You know? And anyway, like three months later, we were married, but... Uh, now, so, so, you, so now, did he strike up a conversation with you? How did that work when you were uh, on the bus? I've forgotten exactly how it got started. Oh, yeah, I did. I mentioned, I said, do you happen to know this certain person that, uh, you know, he lived in the same area of town? Mm. And so he said, oh, yeah, I know him. You know, and they looked similar to each other. Wow. You what know? a coincidence. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, um, it's just, it was really strange. But, and I mean, you lived just, happily ever after. And that is yeah. so sweet. Paula. Now, now, you must have approached, yeah, you were saying you asked him because he's an introvert, so you would have had to have struck up that conversation. Yeah, I I said, um, are you from Jacksonville? You know, and he said, yeah. And I said, whereabouts in Jacksonville do you live? So he told me. I said, well, do you happen to know this guy? Because I had dated myself. And so mm-hmm. he said, oh, yeah. He says, I know him. We went to school together, you know. Hmm. 
And uh, but anyway, it's just that uh, you know he's just. I, too, I think it has too a lot to do too with the way they're raised. You know, like that gentleman was talking That's about a earlier. I would agree. I would agree. See, yeah. see, I've, I'm somebody who believes that uh, environment is a huge oh, yeah. factor in how yes, someone yeah. uh, someone yeah, behaves in their so. life, but not so much the day they were born on. Thanks for the call, Paula. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is one I of the silliest superstitions of all time. I think sun signs are. Are fun. Um, I I don't think you can put a lot of stock in them. Uh, you know, it's it. Uh, you know, it seems like you can read your uh, your your little bio that they give you, and, and you can find a lot of things that are true about sure, you. Sure, because they're written so gen uh, generally and generically. But in fact, if you read a you know some of the other descriptions and you don't know what they're describing, you won't. You'll think, oh, that that's that sounds like me too. Right. So you could do a, like a blind test right. on if that. You do, it, as a matter of fact, blind tests have been done, and generally when the blind tests are done, people will, uh, you know, they'll be all over the place. They'll. Um, you could read a you could read a horoscope, for instance, to someone and say, you know, well today you'll blah 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 blah, or you're thinking you blah blah blah, and they'll say, oh yeah yeah that's me. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's a Leo. No, you're but, a Cancer. You're talking about the, the specific horoscope for the day, and I think that's fun to read too. It's, it gives you something. It's, the, it's the, the general only, stuff too. It's, it's as true as anything else you read in the newspaper and the um but uh, there's there've been tests done and i saw one on i i don't know I, you know you see these things around but on, on television somewhere and mm-hmm. and essentially the same uh description of a person was given um they were t- the class was told this has been specifically designed for your birthday and then they gave them this general description that everybody got and now please check whether you consider this accurate or not and the vast majority of them considered it accurate and in fact it was the same for everybody Exactly. 800-259-9231. they fun. Okay. Just don't spend money on it. Hey, there was someone there. JC, is that JC in Utah? Libertations. Hey, what's on your mind? <laughs> All right. Give a man a fish, and he's eaten for a day. Yeah. Give a man a bullet, he's finished eating. <laughs> That's right. why they don't have prisoner camps in Russia still from World War II. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, I I know um I know Mark's a little uh needs something more positive and I'm sorry I didn't have it, but I wanted to pose a question to you, Ian. Yes. And see what you thought about it. Um you know uh, how in well, in some circles there there's talk of catalytic events that the US uses to go to war, like the Lusitania, the battleship Maine, the Gulf of Tonkin, Pearl Harbor, 9/11. And uh, I think there are other types of catalytic events, and they're is not. Is catalytic the, the right word? I thought it was cataclysmic. Cat- cataclysmic? No. Well, um, else. In a CFR no, I guess it's a catalyst. Paper, catalyst. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The events are catalysts to go to war. Okay. You know, use them as an excuse, right? Yeah. But um, I think there are other types of false flag events. operations, as they are called. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, I think there are other types of catalytic events that. The government does not want to happen, and I think that the Free State Project could possibly precipitate one of them. What do you mean? For example, um, after the imposition of the Stamp Act and all of the atrocities that the uh, uh, King George III levied on, you know, the colonists, especially Boston, the blockade of Boston, it finally came to a head when uh, rioters were, th- were throwing snowballs at British troops. The British troops opened fire, killing, you know, a handful only. But this event was so great 
that it caused the American Revolution to go full throttle to past the point of no return. I want to I want to see how you're going to tie this into the Free State Project. Hang on, we'll bring you that for that. 800-259-9231, and he was right. I was uh, wrong in the catalytic thing. Uh, the definition of catalysis, an action between two or more persons or forces initiated by an agent that itself remains unaffected by the action. More on the way. You take control. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sick of CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there from the front page of the website for your downloading convenience, totally free at freetalklive.com. President Hillary Clinton... John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that one size does not fit all. Participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go back to J.C. in Utah, you are going to make a point uh, in regards to the Free State Project. You started out by talking about how the government over time has uh, has been involved in these so-called false flag operations like uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, which uh, basically are uh, pretty much fabricated events that are utilized as an excuse to reign, uh, you know, to go to war or to, uh, to, to, for instance, crack down on a population. And you started talking about something that happened back in revolutionary times. And if you could just go ahead and, and recap that and then tie it in how you're going to. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, a pleasure. Now, um, the uh, colonists were just chafing under the, the sanctions that, that the British government placed mm-hmm. on uh, not only the colonies, but especially Boston. And it came to a head. Uh, the, the colonists were fed up, and they started throwing snowballs at the British troops. And the British Technically, troops that is an back. act of aggression, uh, but mm-hmm. certainly not a deadly one. Well, they 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 weren't uh, they weren't exactly uh, principled libertarians. They just were people who wanted their independence from England. Yeah, right. But I think that the relevant question here is how many people in this country were adamant about independence from Britain before the Boston Massacre? Probably only five, ten percent. Who knows? I, I think that that's. Uh, the, I think that's very optimistic. I think that you're just talking really at that time. Uh, very few, a few intellectuals and people who would uh, would be rulers, uh, perhaps the Sons of Liberty kind of folks. I don't think there's too right. much. Okay. Exactly. And then after that event, that's when everyone was shocked and they were aghast. The 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 uh, everybody started buzzing, and then out of the whole bubbling mess came the conclusion: we need to be independent. We want freedom. Now. I wonder what if this is what I see potentially happening. Let, let's say that a, a critical mass of uh, free staters goes to New Hampshire, and the government continues on the course that it's on. And who knows what it's going to do next? It, we're surprised every month, right? Mm. Something new. Um, and then some people, maybe free staters, maybe not, uh, object. There's a there's a clash somehow, maybe between uh, riot police and rioters or 
who knows? It could be anything. Yeah, but it doesn't but seem like... I don't think we're attracting rioters. I mean, the people that are in the Free State Project are mostly nonviolent sorts, and it doesn't... I don't think so either. I, don't, but, but I see it as a possibility, and, and just because there's the, the concentration of activists in New Hampshire may be so high... The, the likelihood of that happening could very well, you know, I don't, that's, that was the question. I, I think that if you're going to talk, if you're talking about a make a, a rioting situation, that might be that false flag that you're talking about, where the, where we have seen absolutely in many instances where there, there might be a protest, for instance, and the protest itself uh-huh. packed full of people, completely peaceful, then all of a sudden somebody starts something and they start pushing another person or shoving or, or doing something that's violent, and we find out later on, and that gives the usually that violent person gives the police the excuse they need to go in with uh, their you know their riot shields and the batons and the tasers and and you know start hurting people. Right. And then the police say, well, it's because we were you know someone threw a bottle at us. That's why we cracked down today. And then you oh, find you out later the, on the, that the, the person who threw the it violent by 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 sparking the the protesters to into a wave reaction. That, right, but you find out every violent, time. Right? My point here was that you find out on most every single time you've got an instigator in a crowd, the instigator oh. was placed there by the police for the purposes of giving the police an excuse to crack some heads. So if here, there's no, going to be a violent right. uh, protest here in New Hampshire, I would question those participants as to whether or not they're actual uh, freedom activists or they're undercover cops. But that's my, that was my biggest worry about joining the Free State Project. I did join... But, but still, uh, what's the? Um, I'm afraid that there a showdown could start there somehow. You know? I just don't see it. But okay, I mean, I, I, I've heard this uh, this this concern over and over again. But I uh-huh. I just don't see them uh, doing some kind of showdown. It's never it's not going to enter into a, a a good scenario for them. It's only going to be bad press for them. Okay, okay. Well, hey, before I let you go, I want to tell you what I found on Amazon.freetalklive.com. Do tell. Something especially for Mark. What's that? It's the power. It's a book, the power of positive thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. Got it. You already own that one, Mark. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks for the call, JC. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm with you, Mark. I. Uh, Certainly when I was considering joining the Free State Project, similar thoughts went through my mind. I thought, well, they're going to roll in tanks, and then I thought, well, so. It really doesn't concern me what they are going to do. Mm -hmm. What I'm concerned with is attaining liberty, as much liberty in our lifetime as possible. And I understand, and I, I know JC does too, as he said, he joined the Free State Project as well. I understand that having seen how ineffective the libertarian movement has generally been, over the last 30 years, and having been involved in the the Libertarian Party and seeing how ineffective they've been, I understand that getting libertarians and liberty-minded people together in the same place is our really, in my opinion, and if you you disagree, please call and let me know, uh, but in my opinion, that is our best shot at attaining liberty in our lifetime. Consequences be damned. I don't care what the consequences are. I know that I'm not going to instigate any violence. I'm not going to be the one throwing those, uh, you know, snowballs, as as his example had mm-hmm. had given. Uh, my friends aren't going to be doing that. The people we hang around with here in Keene, nobody would do something like that. I know Russell Canning threw some snowballs at the IRS building once, but that's different. It's a building. It's yeah, not I, a, don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that fits in the same arena. Yeah, it's it's not a not a person. No, uh, so uh, nobody the, here's the, a the violent Free State Project is all about, um, you know, nonviolent. Uh, right. You know. Uh, activism and that kind of thing. Everybody that I know here in New Hampshire, whether they be market-based activists or inside-the-system activists, everybody that I know, if somebody comes around talking about violence, 
I haven't seen one person not back away from that person and say, whoa, who is this guy? Who's this guy and who's he hanging around with? Where'd he come from? What's his deal? Because somebody that comes around a, a group of liberty activists and starts talking about, all right, we need to put some bombs together and go and blow some stuff up. That person is more likely than anyone else to be a federal agent, some sort of government goon who's been planted in your midst to put ideas like that into your head and to start giving you, uh, you know, bad, violent uh, tendencies. Well, um, time after time, it's and been if, shown. If they wanted to do away with the Free State Project. The, the, there'd be a, a simple way to do it is um, start taking out the, the right. board of directors. There's, the, well, there, there's you know <laughs> have six people who are influential or on the. I wouldn't even think they'd even go after the board. Quite honestly, they're not a, that influential inside the project. <laughs> Most of them, um, but you know maybe six people out there have accidents and I would think that that would. Uh, Make most of the you know people the the other participants well whoa and and back off quite a bit and they're not going to do and they're not doing that they haven't you're right now I just don't think they're going to do that and if I got you know if I take that happen to take that bullet for for liberty well I won't feel a thing I'm sure and uh, my life insurance is paid up thanks one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one that's you know you can't concern yourself you can't concern yourself with what they are going to do. You can think about some of the tr- the options and prepare, but you shouldn't obsess over it. I think there's a difference between being prepared and being obsessed, right? You know, you can, uh, for instance, you can have a gun, but going out, practicing every single day, getting ready for the revolution, then you're kind of in the mode of uh, it's happening, right? It's not really happening yet. It's it's not to the point of anybody needs to be using violence at all. We need to be nonviolent in our approach because that's the high ground. The minute you turn violent, the minute you initiate force against these government people, and I know you can make the argument, well, they've been initiating force forever. That's what government does. I understand that even, point. Even resisting with uh, force against the government people is going to go poorly. Yeah, but we know that what's going to happen, they're going to crack your head and they're going to kill you. And then you aren't going to be able to you know, resist anybody anymore. You're not going to be able to speak out. You're not going to be able to continue your activism. So it's a bad idea because you lose your life. But it's also a bad idea because you're lowering yourself to their level. They are the ones who are violent. We are the ones who are nonviolent. We're the ones with the moral high ground. Don't give it up. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call, though. 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. We invite you to our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features we give away. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and join, advertise, market, and promote. That's what your dollars will help us do. Three bucks a month is all it costs. You get access to the Amp-only call-in lines, the Amp-only chat room and forum, and more. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. And that money does help us get on more radio stations. In fact, we'll be announcing a new one tomorrow night. Of course, we already broke the uh, broke the news earlier this week, so no point in continuing to mention it. Uh, let me get to uh, a story here that's actually in relation to what we were just talking about, uh, the idea that there are going to be these violent people that are going to encourage the liberty activists to uh, to commit violent acts against government people. 
And as I said earlier, beware. If someone's talking about violence, initiating force, uh, someone's talking about bombing or blowing things up or killing people or harming another person, even if they're a government person, that person who's talking about violence is likely to be a government plant of their own, simply trying to get you to agree with him and start making plans to, 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 hurt, to hurt somebody. And the fact is, when you when you are violent against the government, as I said before, you lose the moral high ground, you lower yourself to their level, but in addition, you usually end up getting killed, and you certainly won't accomplish your intended goals. Because the government will spin that entire uh, episode, if you actually do go out and commit that violent act, will spin that entire episode as they being the victims, the, you know, the poor, poor city council members, they were the victims of that mad shooter, and he's crazy, and we need more and tougher and stronger laws to combat this, we need more police in the street, and that has been the history of government's response to violent action. Yeah, they, is it they cracks really got down. that down. Right, it cracks down. So the question becomes, well, when is it appropriate? And there's a, a neat little article over at thelibertypapers.org that addresses it, skipping down to the relevant portion. It says here, to create a free society, we must persuade our neighbors to seek freedom. We must persuade them to adopt our aims as their own. This is done through speech and writing, by setting a public example through acts of civil disobedience. Examples of these forms of resistance include such steps as videotaping police operations and publishing them on YouTube. Inventing new technology, that, that's important by the way, because then you can show how violent they are. Then they become the threat for people to be, be frightened of. Inventing new technologies that make bad laws impossible to enforce. Befriending law enforcement officers and persuading them to question the bad laws they enforce. That's what law enforcement against prohibition is doing brilliantly, I might add. Organizing mass movements that publicize the pro-freedom cause. Free State Project, anyone? Mm. Flouting unjust laws in a manner that elicits public, uh, public contempt for them. And that's part of the, the uh, civil disobedience portion. What's needed is a propaganda war, and these are the tools of the effective propagandist. Most people do have a rudimentary emotional sense of justice, and the most effective forms of resistance are ones that evoke it. The goal is to have everyone, including government officials, rallying to one's cause. Now, is violence never appropriate? Hardly. Violence is appropriate when both of the following conditions are met. Number one, the violence must be proportionate to the aggression being resisted. The violence cannot be overly destructive or murderous. It must be rather, it must, like for instance, the guy in the, uh, the bulldozer tearing the, the uh, town to pieces, tearing all the government buildings to, to pieces. It must be at the minimum level to end whatever aggression one is defending against. Should the aggressor end his aggression and withdraw, the violence must end. This latter point is very important, since the only way a peaceful and freer society is going to happen is if the rebellion ends with the survivors willing to live peaceably with each other. And of course, the violence cannot be aimed at innocent individuals. The picture to the... Uh, picture, we can't see that. Number two. So that was the first one. The violence must be proportionate to the aggression and has to stop when the aggression stops. Two. The violence will not make things worse. This requires that one of the following two conditions are met. Number one, the majority or near sizable minority of the populace supports the rebels' aims but refuses to act out of fear. In the early 1920s, as the Bolsheviks sought to establish control over the Russian Empire, the GRU prosecuted a terror campaign against the citizenry. At any time of the day, there could be a knock on the door or an agent seizing hold of a victim on the street or in their workplace. The victims would be bundled off to be tortured and, all too frequently, shot without even the pretense of a show trial to justify their murder. 
Mm-hmm. One Russian writer who witnessed this reign of terror commented that had one in ten thousand, excuse me, one in ten households met the GRU agents with clubs and knives, it would have stopped the organization in its tracks. The GRU counted on fear and its ability to prevent its victims from acting in concert to enable their murderous campaign. And number two, the second condition that uh, should be met. When one faces certain death, like the Poles facing deportation to Dreblinka, in this case, you've got nothing left to lose. So if you're going to certainly die, you might as well fight back at yeah. that point. Mm. But the, pre, you know, the prior rule still applies, that if the aggression stops, if, you, if your resistance stops the aggression, you don't go and then continue to exact revenge after that point. Yeah, I don't think we're at the point that violence makes any sense at all, even in Agreed. reacting. Um, you know, they're, they're, Absolutely the government agreed. agents aren't coming to our doors, dragging us off and shooting us without the pretense of a show trial. I'll admit you can find a story here and there that uh, one can argue with this. Uh, And, you know, in in this country, there's no way they would shoot you. They'd put you in prison and then tax the rest of us in order to keep you there because that's how we do things. But, um, you know, I don't don't think we're quite there. I think that uh, Russell Canning and uh, and, uh, uh, Lauren Canario's system of, you know, Mm noncompliance and... uh, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Ridley? Ridley's uh, system of videotaping all the time is every time you come into an interaction with a government agent, especially if they come to your house for some reason, videotape them. Make or them audio s- re- record one or the other. It, well, video them if you can. If, yeah. you, if, if you can plan ahead, video them. And if you have to, you know, audio record, do that. But these people are, you know, they're just petrified of cameras yep. because they know what they do is it's wrong. wrong. Now, you know, I don't know. I, I suppose you could go into a, a business and, you know, if you're videotaping your interaction with the uh, McDonald's clerk, they might think that that was very strange and become, uh, you know, uh, upset and everything. But, you yeah, well, that's a private business. It's different there. I understand that there's some claim difference. to be your I'm just, servants. I'm just, uh, yeah, right. They're working for me. How come I can't videotape mm-hmm. you? If you're doing something, you know, so, you know, doing something so great and honorable for society, then surely a, a videotape shouldn't bother you. So but, I agree completely. We are not even close to being there yet. Non-violent, non-violent non-cooperation is definitely the current strategy. It's very effective. You know, in the in the tradition of Gandhi, in the tra- tradition of Martin Luther King Jr., these are people that made things happen without ever raising a fist to anyone else. Mm. Their examples should be looked up to and emulated. And... And uh, we should have a, be, uh, our own people setting examples, like Russell Canning and Lauren Canary, and many of the wonderful uh, activists that we have here in New Hampshire. And, of course, we continue to bring you those stories. But we've got to go to your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to Troy in Canada on the Ampline. Hello, Troy. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, earlier on in, in the hour there, Paula mentioned something about astrology. And anyway, I just wanted to let her know about astrology's dirty little secret. What's that? And that's the, uh, the 13th sign to the zodiac. What is that? Called? Really? Yeah, Ophicus. Anyway, it's the 13th sign. It's, uh, the sun is in this constellation for 19 days. It's only in Scorpio for seven days, it says here on Wikipedia. And uh, anyway, just not one of the, there's only 12 signs, of course, and that kind of throws a, a wrench in the whole uh, astrology theory. Oh, I so. see. So, in fact, there aren't uh, 12 signs as, you know, astrology espouses, and it's, it's really only in Scorpio for seven days out of the, what, tw- 28 or something like How that. How could they, they mess that up so bad? Nobody checks them. They well, they just they just wanted probably when they did the zodiac they wanted twelve fits with the twelve months and it just 
Maybe they were superstitious. Maybe maybe they didn't want the number thirteen in there. They would figure that at a uh, you know some astrology believer would also be superstitious, right? It would. It would. Thank you for the anyway, call, Troy. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Andrew in Chicago. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? Andrew? Hello, a person is calling through an internet relay service. Oh, this one is of these. 5248. Are you we haven't gotten one of these internet in a while. Relay? Uh, Yes, we are familiar. As I understand it, it's uh, someone who claims to be deaf uh, or blind or whatever, and they're trying to type through a keyboard and... You have to read all the things that they say. I don't know how well this is going to work, considering we've got 30 seconds left. Normally, this is an abject failure of a phone call, but what do they have on their mind? Go ahead. All right, the person is not done typing their conversation, but... um. So how are you doing? He's not, we're not allowed to talk to him. I know! They're he never won't... allowed to talk to us. What's right. your name, Mr. <laughs> Translator? I'm not allowed to give that information I away. Know. Who do you work for? Uh, that's also something I cannot give away. Is it the phone company, or is it some sort of private service? You don't have to tell us the actual company name. It's just a relay service. The relay Now, who pays for it? Um, taxpayers, I do believe. Really? It's the community. Hmm. Well, if taxpayers um, are paying for it, then I demand to know who's signing your checks. <laughs> because you're a taxpayer, and you deserve to know. can't give that information away. But the caller is typed, Hello, I was thinking about how good it would be if a bomb... What? I suspect you uh, heard a uh, bad word. I don't think so. I think it was going to be Obama or something. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime and call us for real. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 